Welcome to the On Point Podcast, a channel dedicated to helping you be the best hunter you can be. On Point is designed to help motivate and inspire you to get more out of yourself and your gear during your next hunt. If you're looking for information that will directly impact your success and help inspire you to go on new adventures, whether you're hunting with a bow or a rifle, On Point is the channel for you. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm totally excited to bring you guys this episode because this is, for me, uncharted waters. We hit areas in in health and fitness and nutrition that I've never even thought of. And to be honest with you, these guys completely exposed my thought process and my training regimen to where I need to make some serious changes to the way that I specifically, the way that I eat. But um, the idea with Steve and Courtney from Elevation Fitness Training, who we got to sit down with for an hour amazing power couple they have a razor sharp mentality just a a winning competition mentality huge hearts that that just love to help people and they have developed a really cool program that will help say somebody like me that wants to work to become a better mountain hunter and they will take my body mechanics they like take a slow-mo video of me if i want and and watch how my body works and then build a program based around my body mechanics and what my goals are and where i want to achieve and also what my diet nutrition is. So it is so customizable and so specific to each person that it's something that I've I've never even thought of and so far beyond um, stuff that I've heard people doing. I'm a big fan of it already, and I'm going to make some major changes coming out of this podcast to my diet, to my fitness training, and uh, and moving forward, I think a lot of folks are going to get a lot of really good information out of this podcast that are wanting to either start on their fitness journey Maybe if you've already started, get better, uh, get to that next level. And, and as they say, get your diet under control. Man, I, I don't want to take the podcast in, in the intro, but um, I never knew that diet played such a huge role. I knew it played a role, but not such a huge role in your fitness that uh, it was really eye-opening. So if you guys want to get a hold of them, it's elevationfitness.com. They're, uh, I will put all of their contact information into the show notes below. We were also joined by Royce Chambers. Um, who was an amazing help for this podcast and through the whole weekend at Mount Hoodoo at the Northwest Mountain Challenge where this was uh, recorded. And uh, thanks for having him on the show. He asked a lot of good questions, chimed in in a few spots. So he's the fourth voice that you hear in this. And uh, and, and, and all together, it was a great podcast. So uh, as always, this podcast is going to be brought to you by Hunter's Hall. And Hunter's Hall is the box club that basically... They just launched that that species-specific box that I was talking about earlier in the earlier uh, episodes. They have launched it. Um, I'm going to be getting the elk box. I'm going to be ordering that. I'm really excited to see what kind of things he puts together in the elk box. But I don't know of another brand of, of, of subscription box out there that actually has species-specific boxes. You know, I've seen ones that have maybe turkey hunting, big game hunting, but never actually deer, elk, turkey, and so on and so forth. So um, that's a really cool product. You can use O-P-T-E-N upon checkout. It's um, on point 10, but O-P-10, all one word, and you can get 10% off of your box when you subscribe. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what you get inside your guys' subscription boxes if you guys like it, and uh, hopefully you guys can use that checkout code and save yourself some money there. And then also thanks to Onyx Hunt, who has been a huge supporter of the podcast. They've given us a couple giveaways, 
and I will tell you guys right now, if you, if you haven't done it yet and you've heard me just talk about it every episode, go ahead, go onto their website and just take a look. Just start poking around. They have seven day free trials on there and uh, it, it's just a really good way to become way more efficient with the time that you have out in the woods. So thank you to Hunter's Hall and to Onyx Maps. Please give them your business if you can. And uh, that is all I have for, for sponsors for today, guys. So I really hope you enjoy this episode, and I will see you guys at the end. Bye-bye. So while we get this thing going, so uh, we are officially recording then. I have, well, I'll let you guys introduce Steve and Courtney. Yep. Why don't you guys tell me about yourself? Well, I'm not Steven. I'm Courtney. <laughs> so I guess I'm not Courtney. <laughs> we are uh, out of Eugene, Oregon. We are the owners of Elevation Fitness Training, and uh, we have a darn good time with kicking people's butt and getting them ready for hunting and, you know, navigating the backcountry and, you know, from new hunters to older hunters and, and people who are kind of walking all different walks of life. Um, so yeah, that's kind of our main focus. We do that. We've got two little boys who keep us crazy busy and always entertained. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we're up here at, at Hoodoo and really enjoying. Man, this year's a big year. There's yeah. a lot more people here. They, I think they shot for, was it 400 last year and like 800 showed up. And then they were shooting for 1,000 this year. And I think they blew that out of yeah, the water. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. Killer. Yeah, you could tell as soon as we came in the uh, parking lot yesterday, it was mm -hmm. significantly larger. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome because they've done a good job with it. You know, they had people out doing parking and, you know, there's been some wait times and stuff, but you're going to have those growing pains with anything that increases so rapidly, you know, so right, yeah. it's yeah. been. Yeah, I'm glad to see that the sport's growing because I think with uh, some of like the, the guys that are getting really getting out there, especially recently that have, have launched like on YouTube, like the Born and Raised guys and, and you have these just, you know, for this recent launch of the podcast and you have you guys just a lot of these ambassadors out there growing the sport you wouldn't believe how many people have never been here before and just started shooting bows like yeah well, you probably would because you've been talking to them See, that's yeah. awesome yeah it's that's insane what, that's what we love that's it's inspiring to uh to share what you do and what you love to do with people and they you know they say uh you work out and shoot your bow for what <laughs> <laughs> and then you come to this and you're like oh man i wish i would have been working out because it would have <laughs> made this a bow. lot easier yeah. I, we were sitting over here at the maven booth just a little bit ago and there was this girl coming off the course and and, and this other lady was congratulating on her this is her first 3d shoot really yeah it's like go big or go home yeah. right you know so. your first airplane rides to the moon <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it is insane, and, and it's a quickly growing sport. And I'm really excited because you're the first girl I've had on the podcast, and I think that's a really fast growing demographic in the industry is women bow hunters. Sure. And um, and we have a few good ambassadors. But it's really nice to see some of that really gets out there, gets after it, talks the talk, walks the walk, and, and really just does. In my opinion, because I followed you on, um, he was telling me about this Courtney girl. I'm like, hey, I've never heard of her. And then he like, oh yeah, the follower Herrero. Um, that person, yeah, I know who that her is. Her outdoor journey. Or her outdoor yeah, journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her outdoor journey. Up. I'm getting it mixed up here. <laughs> yeah, I have to kick me off my own podcast. But but Jessica's <laughs> cool too. Jessica's yeah. one of our clients. She's one of our clients. Is she? Yeah. yeah. So she so she that was trained. An off point statement. That's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad you put me journey. in that category. That's all good. So what well, you're training her. So um, it's just amazing. Like all the all just the new people that are showing up, and the, and the industry is like definitely not stale. It's growing, and it's it's folks like you that are they're helping raise the bar. Like. 
I, I know Cameron Hain gets it, gets it a lot with the fitness stuff. You don't have to run a marathon every day to go out and kill. Well, no, you don't have to do a lot of things. But for me, in in the introduction episode of this, I, I stated something that you guys pretty much said today, and I couldn't agree more with it, is, and I'll kind of say it in my terms, is are you the guy that's in the back of the pack, and, and when you find that next ridge of elk, you're like, oh, crap. Are you the guy that's like, yeah, let's go? Mm-hmm. Like. There's a difference there, and the guy that's getting made fun of because he runs all the time and r- lifts all the time, does all this stuff, that's the guy you're making fun of, really. Like, I'd rather be hunting with that guy. Right. And and you guys kind of have that philosophy, just through talking to you guys, have that winner mentality and that and that just grind it out mentality, and that's really contagious. I really like that. So. Yeah, I think it's something that, uh, you know, when you when you say like, what's over that next ridge? Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've looked over. <laughs> to this woman after pounding up an endless ridge and we look over and we grab a drink of water and she's like what do you think's over there (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna find out because we can yeah that's that's, cool that's kind of the ideology we want to share with with everybody not just our clients or potential you know clients or just anybody that's that's out here you've got a different you know um set of of levels of courses to shoot you can you could go shoot the kids course, which is going to be challenging for a lot of people. I mean, it's at mm-hmm. a it's at a ski resort, right? So yeah. You've got a certain of fifteen percent incline or something like that, um, or you could do the camel fire course, which is four and a half miles of how much do you want? You know, <laughs> so it's um you get to you get to figure out what it is you're training for. You can come here and apply it. You know, it's one thing to mm-hmm. to exercise in, in whatever. Um, you know, realistic terms that is because it's pretty relative, right? Exercising. Yeah. Um, I could be here squeezing my stomach and it, call it exercising, right? Or we could be racing each other up the hill. <laughs> that's what um, we did yesterday. That's what, yeah, we went yeah. to Bigfoot yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. And then and it's and it's just it's all relative. Right? But you wouldn't be doing that if you if you didn't have that ability, right? Right. That's yeah. You know, point. so we we set our own bars. So we all kind of you guys do that, and you guys ran to Bigfoot to get your arrows because, like, that's your mentality of, mm-hmm. you know, being being physical and enjoying that. You know, where others are like, okay, I want to shoot Bigfoot, but <laughs> can somebody else grab my arrows because I really don't want to go up there. You know, yeah, right? So yeah, we you know we set the bar for ourselves, and if you don't want to do a lot, you don't practice doing a lot. You know, but if you want to get to the spot where you're out somewhere, man, I think about it like this: you invest the time. The money, right? Mm-hmm. Those two factors alone, when it comes to hunting, like they're, it, that's not easy. You know, you don't just put in a little bit. There's a lot that goes into it. So why in the heck would I do that and then not be physically ready or capable to go where the animals are? They're not standing on the road. I mean, sometimes right. they stand on the road, <laughs> but not for us. They, they don't. Never do so. ever. They've never done that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's like everybody's blacktail tactic, and it never works for me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let's just drive around and find one. Yeah, yeah the Keystone yeah. crew. <laughs> hammers the black tail that way yep not us she always says yeah we'll go out road hunting with keystones and then throw the empty cans at them like everybody else <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey that's how i fund my hunting trips <laughs> the 10 cent cans here yeah there. no kidding right yeah for sure so tell me about how you guys got to where you're at right now what's your what's your background in, in fit, physical fitness and stuff like that how'd you guys meet and all that stuff we uh as far as how we met we actually met in train to hunt what was it 2016 mm-hmm. Um, I had heard about it from a couple people and I was like, at the time I, I had just started shooting in September. So I was a few months into it and I thought, well, that sounds like a miserable time. Like (laughs) I'll do it. Yeah, I'm in, you know, so she was right. And, um, so I started training for that and, uh, went to the Oregon train to hunt in 2016 and, you know, just, I I, like tiptoed in the back door. Basically I was like nervous is all get out. 
you know, I didn't really know how it all worked or anything, but um, I was pleasantly surprised the crowd, um, the participants, um, the, the people volunteering with the event, everybody was so nice and, and, you know, just made everybody, no matter what level they were on, feel like they were really welcome to be there and encouraged. And, um, so I remember watching the men's event and, um, I, I, I play a lot alone, you know, I would train alone and hike alone and do all these things. So it was really nice to be surrounded by, you know, a lot of really high level athletes. And, uh, I remember watching Steven's heat and man, the guys just were freaking killing it. Like you could just watch them and it was like, holy crap. They are bringing a, a whole nother level of, you know, fitness to this competition. And so, um, you know, we, we had talked a little bit and then I, I reached out to him. Um, I think it was like a week and a half after. And I just said like, man, good job out there. That was, that was awesome to watch. It was really encouraging. And so we kind of just struck up conversation and then ended up carpooling to nationals. Oh, right on. Um, and then, yeah, it was kind of. So your first year you made it to nationals. Yeah. I won the Oregon. Really? Yeah. She destroyed the organ. <laughs> so it's funny that she reached out to tell me that Crazy. it was inspiring. And, you know, um, uh -huh. it was me, my best friend at the time, and then my other buddy um, from Reno, you know, Aaron Lanka, these two studs. Mm -hmm. So we were the last heat. So, you know, we it was kind of tied first, second, second. Aaron and I tied for second place in shooting, and Trevor beat us by, like, six or seven points or something. So we're in the last heat. Uh -huh. um, and – there was this girl who I I didn't know who she was and no one else did who absolutely destroyed 95% of every human who showed up for that really? not just the women she destroyed all the guys I think she got the second or third or fourth fastest time on the entire course you're kidding me wow. and um, yeah so it's not like she just showed up and, and participated she came and dominated put everybody on notice and um, hmm. Yeah, she was she was one of the only other people there that had that face on that was like, I'm not here to make friends with you, or maybe after <laughs> I'm done destroying you, you know. <laughs> right. um, and so yeah. I have a, it's just my game face, and I don't do it on purpose. So she's a competitor. Yeah. It's not, you know, uh. here we can chat. It's a kind of our job to come and chat people up, and mm -hmm. you know, and, and do that, and stay really social, and reach out when when we're asked questions and that kind of stuff. But man, I'll tell you what, buddy, when it's go time. Right. It's go time. It turns on. It's a switch. And uh, and I liked that, you know, and she, like I said, she, uh, man, she, she pounded out. We, we, you know, the first four years of the competition, you had to do a meat pack. So it was a two-day event, which has since changed. But so mm. day one, um, you know, not to make this all about train to hunt. No, but, you're fine. Um, day one, you have a, um, a 3D course, just a real slow-paced, you get flighted with a group of people there's 20 targets everybody has a target and you shoot all all 20 targets and you take turns keeping each other's score you know and it's we're archers no one's cheating mm -hmm. right so then you go through that which is a 25 percent of your score it's a pretty big deal mm -hmm. right um, and then right after that is the meat pack so men's open is 100 pounds women was 60 i think at the time it for uh, the qualifiers, it was 50, and then for nationals, it was 60. Okay, 50 or 60, whatever, either way. <laughs> and um, basically, it's pound up a mountain, pound down a mountain, pound back up a mountain, pound back down a mountain. So about mm. two miles with either 60 or 100 pounds. That's a lot and, of weight. And, uh, man, just, yeah, it's, and like I said, she just annihilated everybody. Anyway, yeah, she, she reached out, and we just kind of started chatting, and mm. I found an excuse to come up to the Eugene area and 
chat a little bit more and <laughs> you know we both i came in second my my buddy and training partner beat me by about four points and oh. so i've still got vengeance at, <laughs> at some point to get him back and then she she won the oregon and then you know long story short we went to utah at an adventure of our life and she annihilated everybody at nationals you know mm. so it was that's pretty crazy. awesome and that you guys must have up. some sort of background in sports or something then because it doesn't seem like you just randomly get that competition yeah. bug you guys do any sports growing up or anything i did i played uh volleyball i was never like i was pretty good at sports i mm. guess but i was never like great you know like i did all right but i think for me a lot of that is is not that i'm not athletic but my mental drive to 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 burst through what i even think i can do mm-hmm. is really like powerful to me like i can go out for a run and I'll like just be covered in goosebumps. Like I'm like sweating head to toe, but I, <laughs> it just like fuels me so much that, you know, going out there and doing those really physically challenging, like make you want to just like tap out mm-hmm. like that, that, that lights me up. And I don't know if that's just maybe a, a weirdo sicko thing about me, She's but, sicko, but he's got it too, <laughs> you know? Too, yeah. So, so we actually would go out on some like training runs and like even come up in the mountains and, and do these runs together. And I was like, I, you know, he can, he can put up with me and I like that, you know, he can, <laughs> he, he likes it just as much as I do. So, and then, you know, so we both have been, um, uh, personal trainers and fitness coaches for, uh, I'm going on 15 years. You're right oh, there I'll in the same yeah. and combined 30 years. Basically. And so, yeah. you know, we, we just, we were both seeing one-on-one clients and, you know, doing, doing gym time and, and all the stuff. And I started a business, you know, with personal training, primarily with women many years ago. And, um, you know, we just put our heads together on something that we thought really made sense for what we envisioned being helpful to the, to the people, to our, to our community, Hmm. you know, which is primarily a lot of bow hunters and, you know, even rifle hunters and just outdoorsmen, you know, so we, we created elevation fitness training and have had just an absolute blast with that. And, um, for me, I think, you know, for you as well, just like, the success stories of our clients, whether they're, you know, honestly, whether they're a hunter or they're, they rodeo, you know, cause we have kind of a wide variety, just, wow. you know, huh. watching people recover and, you know, get to the next level and, and progress in those ways has been a huge, you know, fire burner for us too. Yeah. I mean, I can't even count how many times I'd show up to a workout or a class or whatever, just a one-on-one and just tell them, I might get more out of this than you guys do. I get so stoked on people busting their butt and you know and it's and it's like we were speaking earlier it's 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 functional training it's training specificity what what is it you're moving your body for because if it's a certain thing you know my background is I started playing baseball as a young kid I started Mm -hmm. playing football as a young kid and was extremely competitive you know I've always I was always a big kid you know I grew fast um I was always kind of like a, a a anytime I could be a level up because I was such a big kid, Mm -hmm. you know, and I loved to run. I loved to run sprints, you know, and I loved to play football. And so it was one of those, I really liked contact, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so, um, I, I didn't do a lot of, you know, like, like one man sports. Um, and then I got into motocross and then I couldn't rely on anybody else. Right. (laughs) But I grew too fast that the horsepower to weight ratio wasn't there anymore. And these (laughs) young guys are coming out just smoking me. So it was a it was a whole line or a whole shot failure. I, my bike just had the same amount of power as theirs, but I weighed sixty pounds more. Oh you know? yeah, I could see so that. then it was kind of like you know my <laughs> parents were kind of like, eh, 
Yeah. You know, and so. it's an expensive sport. And it is, yeah. And our, our, our boys. Yeah, it almost costs as much as bow hunting does. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe not quite. <laughs> yeah, right. Have you guys ever been to the uh, Washougal course? I haven't, uh -oh. no. Uh, I have a friend, my one of my friend's family owned that. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, so if you ever want to go ride in there, I might be able to make something happen. Awesome. Cool, yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's a really well, I don't know anything about motocross, but I've heard of Washougal, so it has to be big. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah awesome. Yeah. So. So with the uh, with the fitness and stuff, you're talking about functional functionality. What was it, training or something? Or yeah, uh, training specificity. Sp training specificity. Just meaning you have a specific goal. You know, like you're sitting down here and we're doing a podcast. Okay. Um, it wouldn't make sense if I had the headset off doing a horrible dance that nobody wants to see. It's not <laughs> going to help you with your podcast, right? Yes. So if it's like, hey, we've got this podcast, but this. You know, this jackass is over here dancing for some <laughs> reason, and it's not. We can't even hear him. You know what I yeah. mean? So it does no good for what you're trying to do. So, yeah. you know, you come out here and, um, you know, to Hoodoo, to the Northwest Mountain Challenge, and you see people of all different walks of life. Mm -hmm. There's a few things they've got in common. Everybody has a bow, whether it's traditional, whether I'm sure there's no crossbows out here, but right? <laughs> right. You get to choose your weapon. You get to choose how you shoot it. You get to choose how you walk around. We've all got probably different boots on and or Courtney's in her socks um, <laughs> and then hey we were going to talk we about that <laughs> we all get they match today which is another story <laughs> we um, it's going to be a good day we all get to choose no it's confusing now it's very confusing <laughs> I don't understand it yeah um, you know and, and <laughs> so everyone has their own specific way that they enjoy what we're all here collaboratively doing right so if you can find a way to shoot your rig or your setup the way that you like to do it and mm -hmm. you like to do it, we can all go out here and shoot a target. But if we decide we're going to individually figure out how we're going to shoot our bows and then we're going to go on different hunts, then things change, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going on an antelope hunt sitting over water in 110 degrees, we're going to talk about different things than if you're going out um, and Royce and you're hunting uh, Wyoming elk. Sure. And you're going to be pounding in the backcountry, um, and you just happen to be eating donuts and hot dogs all day, right? So sure. now we've Sounds got accurate. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, so now we've got these two separate. We've got the same goal, right? Harvest an animal. We're going to hunt. We're going to use our bows, but you're going. Your experience and your experience are going to be totally different. So we need to make sure that we have the right transportation, right, to get to each one of those. Yeah. So um, that makes sense. So for a guy that just wants to get to the next level, you guys would help get them there, but actually specifically give them workouts and training to get them to what they want to achieve yep. right? okay yeah, yeah. you know and, and how we do it is i learned about six or seven years ago through a business coach um who blew my tiny little mind um over a three-day course that if i didn't figure out who i was i would never find the right the right client i wouldn't know how to hmm. take care of them right mm -hmm. so basically he said here's the deal how long do you take with each one of these prospective clients before you decide to work with them? I'm like, I didn't. I'll work with anybody that comes through the door. How stressed out are you when you go home at night? Oh, my God. I'm going to tear the <laughs> house down. Hmm. Some people are a pain in the butt. Hmm. And the other people fill your cup. Well, why not work with the people that fill your cup every day? And then if, it's, if you're a one-on-one -on -one trainer or you, you go to a facility and train, you come home happy, full mm -hmm. cup. And then your family gets to enjoy that. And, right? Or if you go and you're like... <laughs> they're always later. They're always whining or it's this or that. And there's the stress that you don't ask for. 
So, you know, we really take a lot of pride and time in, to, um, in chatting and interviewing each one of these people to make sure that we can offer them what they need, one, um, okay. two, and that we can, you know, work happily ever after because it's something that we're going to be doing for a long time. It pays our bills. It feeds our kids. It allows us to come here and chat with cool people like you, you know? So, right. Um, and it's really important to get a, a, a really thorough feel for not where you want to go necessarily, although that's a really big piece, but where are you now? Mm. You know, and when we consult with our clients, you know, a big thing for me is I want to know what you like. So rather than me just saying, okay, this is where you are. This is your goal. I'll, I'll put this program together for you. Like, do you hate running? Because I want to know that. Right. Do you hate going to a gym? Would you prefer to work out in your backyard or at home? Mm -hmm. Is it more convenient? Is it less travel time? Is it any of those right. things? Like, it's so much easier if I can find out what you're going to enjoy doing, right? There's still going to be work to put in, but it, if it sucks less, you're more likely to, to stay consistent hmm. with it. I could see that. You know, so we try to do a lot of, like, home programs, um, you know, for our hunters, our, you know, obviously our bow hunters. There's... There's this like big like wow shock factor when we program a workout for somebody. So people shoot their bows, right? And then you know somebody could have a training backward background where they're they're doing a decent amount of training, and then you put those two things together, and they're like, holy crap! <laughs> they say the same amount, the, the same sentences with mm -hmm. a little bit of variation through every <laughs> single person. Yeah, it's and it's really just it's yeah. such a it's such yeah. a different element. And then it's like you can see the light bulb come on, and they go, I see why that makes sense. You know, because even if you're sitting in a tree stand or in a blind, you know, for a lot of people, for I would say probably the majority of people, hmm. that animal that you're out there to harvest finally walks through after five days in the blind. And you're not like, oh, cool. Okay, here we go. I'm going to pick up my bow. I'm going to draw my bow. All right. I, you know, I'll shoot him now. Like you're like, here he is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's coming in. Is he going to come to the right spot? You know, so there's excitement there and you can mimic that in, in our belief to the best degree when you're shooting, when it's not just, you know, everyday conditions, when you're not standing there at 20 yards and just shooting arrows down range, you know, right, yeah. if you're That's physically tired, if you're winded, if you're, you know, heart rate is elevated and then you're doing that and you practice and get efficient with not being, you know, just everyday walking around kind of, kind of mood, man, you're, you can become such a better shooter. Mm -hmm. So just shooting, you know, if you're at 60 beats per minute and shooting at 90 beats per minute, that's a huge difference, mm -hmm. you know. And I'll guarantee you that the biggest bull I ever was able to draw on, I didn't end up killing him, but um, I was the fittest I'd ever been. I mean, it was right after nationals. Hmm. And I chased these, this old, this old man, I, th I think I'm dead. Can you guys still hear me I okay? Can hear yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I just can't hear myself. Does that matter? Um, can you hear yourself now? Yep, there we go. There you go. Uh, not that I have to. <laughs> I just didn't. I don't know how it works, you know. Um, this old man told me um, we went to this lodge. Like every six days, we would hike four and a half miles, five miles from our bivy camp to our main camp, mm -hmm. resupply, and then go back in somewhere between four and six miles. And so, like every six or seven days, we'd go and take a shower. It's like a five dollar shower, which was awesome to have hot water, you know. And this old man at this lodge, who I think was hammered at the time. Um, <laughs> was like, you, do you boys ever, uh, you ever run with the herd? I'm like, what are you talking about? I grew up in Michigan, so I didn't grow up hunting elk. You know what I mean? So I've only been hunting them for five years or so. And uh, I said, no, what do you, you know, what are you talking about? This pile of Coors Light cans in front of him, you know? <laughs> like, he's going to say something genius, I can tell. And he said, well, when I was young and fit like you guys, I would, uh, I'd find a, a 
big herd of cows and I'd go out there about 3 4 o'clock in the morning when it's freezing cold and I would find my way inside of that group of cows and I'd hold my bow upside down over my head to break up my profile. Mm. He said, because if you think about it, the only thing that hunts prey animals with that profile are humans. Mm-hmm. So if you can break that up, it's not that big of a deal as long as they don't wind you. So get downwind of them, break up your profile, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so then he kind of caught me. Okay. <laughs> so then he said, I get in there and I'll get down on my hands and knees and I'll stay low and I'll stay quiet. And until they spook, I sit still. Once they spook, if it's a big herd, they're going to spook to a big dominant bull. And more than likely, he's going to stay in his kind of cowardly but protective spot up on a ridge, which is exactly the scenario that played out, which really? is funny. Um, it was, yeah, strange, man. I'd, I would we'll probably never run into that guy again, but I'd like to shake his hand, you know. <laughs> and he said, once they spook, just run with them. You're just another set of hooves, but keep your, keep your bow up on your head. Huh. And so I was like, I can run forever, you know. <laughs> so 3.30 in the morning, two-mile walk down this cattle trail, which is brutal because you're just, you're like catwalking, right? Uh-huh. And I find this herd of, I don't know, it's dark. I couldn't tell me, but I can hear mew, 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 mew. And there's just bull, four or five bulls bugling up on top of this mm. ridge. And a big horseshoe ridge. Man, I got in there and I snuck in and I'm like, holy crap. This it worked. worked. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm on my hands and knees and I'm like, what do I do now? You know, I'm not sure what to do. Nobody's moving. It's dark. I can't even see him. So I'm reaching around. There's like lava rock and all this stuff. And I'm throwing rocks. <laughs> Nothing. I can't get him to spook. And I end up finding, reaching around and finding a stick, and I just wing it like this. And you know when something hits you in the gut and it makes that bass boom sound? Mm-hmm. I must have hit one of them with that <laughs> stick because I heard it and nothing happened. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> yip, 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 uh. pack of coyotes start oh. yipping. Now everybody's gone, right? Uh-huh. So I forgot that he even said, take off, run with them. You know? <laughs> We're running for who knows how long. Running over blowdown and you know all this windfall and all this crap and I was so fit and I trained so hard to recover my, that's kind of another thing that we really like to specialize in is learning how to recover your heart rate and breathing, right? In all aspects of life, if you, if you're leaving here and there's a five car accident and there's people ejected all over, Mm -hmm. if you're panicking, you're not helping anybody. If you can learn how to control your heart rate, you can think clearly, you can call for help, you can help somebody, right? Mm -hmm. So it it, it helps a lot of different aspects of life. But man, I, who knows how long I ran with this herd. And I was the last animal, right? Because I'm the most clumsy, slowest. (laughs) Um, I get up to this little chute and um, I look over the hill and there's this gigantic bull. And all of a sudden, I can't control my heart rate. I can't control <laughs> my breathing. I fall apart, you know. But um, there's so many different whys, right? Why do you train? Why do you need to be fit? Mm-hmm. Why are you going to – what are you going to need it for? So, you know, getting back a long way around that question is we – it's important, like, when she asks you, do you like to run? Well, what if you can't run because you've had a repaired Achilles or something? But you can hike all day. Well, then – Courtney's going to build a, or I'm going to build a, a program for you to be hiking and to strengthen that Achilles. And, and if it's not in our realm of genius, mm-hmm. we're either going to research it or find somebody who knows more about it than us and apply that to, okay. to what you do. Right. Yeah. So I had something that I was talking to you guys earlier. I'm like, I'm hunting with some guys that they just have that stupid strength for no reason. They, mm-hmm. their legs are so strong. Like they can, and one of them does train a little bit. The other one doesn't train at all. And uh, every year it's like, man, I'm getting out packed and I'm really competitive. So I was like, not this year. And then um, I, I went running with one of them the other, like a while ago. And uh, he's like, I haven't ran. I'm like, I've been running, you know, like I'm going to kick your butt. 
and he was so far in front of me. <laughs> I was like, man, I like to play drums, baseball. I don't like to run those sports. I run, I do good. I run 60 feet to first base, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but and and I'm just like thinking, I'm like, man, what am I doing wrong? Or is it just these guys are naturally just built different and. I'm trying to figure out what it is outside of like obvious. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not doing the right thing, like squats and and leg workouts with weights and stuff. And would you guys have something that would help increase my my being able to keep up with these guys packing and stuff? Because it's 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 I've I've done back workouts. I've got the nicer pack. I've got all the you know the boots, everything, all the gears taken care of. I'm going to the gym three to five times a week. Um, would you guys have a regimen for for something to improve that? So you yeah, would. absolutely. Yep. So. Endurance is a huge thing that I think a lot of people overlook. You know, you can train and be strong, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be efficient in certain areas. But unless you're really building yourself to to carry a load, yeah. you know, so to speak, and to be able to maintain that, mm-hmm. you know, your body becomes more efficient and adapted to being able to process energy in that way. So if you're not used to that and in, in training your body to be efficient in that area where they're able to excel and to maintain a pace or a mm-hmm. climb or a pack, you know, your body is just doesn't have the resource to reproduce the energy mm-hmm. to say, Hey, here, you still got it. You can keep going, okay. you know, and, and a lot of, you know, that's, that's just goes with training. Um, it also goes with nutrition, sleep, stress, you know, what people do for work. Um, you know, we all play a little bit differently, but I think most importantly is, is specifically training for endurance. Hmm. So it's one thing to be strong, but you know, you can't, you can't take yourself very far unless you right. have the time put in into it <clears throat> as well. And training for strength is fun, hmm. right? It's way more enjoyable than, getting on and doing 20 intervals 40 seconds long as hard as you can with resistance standing on a spin bike. Who the hell wants to do that? It's not <laughs> fun. But you know what it's going to get you is up that hill to, to mm-hmm. Bigfoot faster, you know? Yeah. And it's going to be a, you know, bow hunting in the western states. I grew up in Michigan hunting whitetail. <laughs> I've thinned the herds killing whitetail bucks and does, and right? Sitting in a tree stand, I could drive my dad's truck three miles down the road, walk maybe 200 yards if I chose the far stand <laughs> and sit on the edge of a hay field and shoot and fish in a barrel, right? Really? There's not much fitness. And if I shot an animal, who cares how far it goes because it's a 27-acre field. Hmm. You just drive the truck over there to it, and you just have to be strong enough to throw it in the truck. Field dress it, throw it in the truck, right? Hmm. So not to downplay hunting, you know, in the East Coast or, or, or in the Midwestern thing like that. But Western hunting is a different monster. Mm-hmm. These animals have terrain and topography that available to them that people don't want to go to. We're not efficient on two legs, right? They've got four-wheel drive, you know, right. and they've got these feet and, and hooves that are formed to cover that ground. So, you know, training to be, to be big and strong is fun. Mm-hmm. And you get results and your muscles get pumped full of blood. And the same thing happens when you go out and you go up to pound that hill. Your muscles get pumped full of blood. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have the stamina built into them, that's the only thing that they get pumped full of and it slows you down. And then yeah. they hurt, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're sucking wind and that oxygen isn't being used where it's supposed to be. And so it's this whole 
chain of events that can either help or hinder you. So it's it's really important to stra- to train specifically for, you know, what it is. And, yeah, absolutely, we could. I mean, we just yeah. got to figure out how you move, and um, that can all even happen from 2,000 miles away. You know, really? it could be, we can have you – I mean, we've all got, there's how many smartphones sitting around here, right? Most of them can take a slow motion video. Mm-hmm. Have somebody stand behind you on a treadmill and say, run for 10 seconds, take a slow motion video. Now put it on 10% incline, run for 10 seconds, take a mm-hmm. slow motion video. Let's look at your gait. When that's mm-hmm. slowed down, you know, 60, 70 frames per second, you can see all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's Probably like opening your eyes. Like a girl or something. Oh, just, yeah. Apparently you want to run that Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, right? Yeah. It's, um, it, it's, it's just a. There's uh, a method to my madness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a butter knife works great for, for spreading butter and cutting butter. Right. Yeah. But you're not going to field dress a bear with it. Okay. It's the same. It's the same thing. You use a sharp knife. And I don't know how many times you've ever tried to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a steak knife, but it kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not super fun. So. Well, so you guys touched on a little bit the diet aspect of it. Do you guys have a diet plan and everything for your guys' clients? And how big of a role does that play in some – because I really don't have a great diet. I eat what I want. I work out hard enough to where I can eat where I want, what I want and not gain that weight, but I'm, I'm basically just canceling each other out, I feel sure. like. So what kind of diet programs do you guys offer? Do you even have the, the diet side down or – Yeah, so I am a, a certified holistic nutritionist, and I – I truly believe that, you know, a lot of us look at food as, as food, you know, a lot of us eat what we like to eat, not necessarily what's going to make our body run the best. Mm -hmm. Um, and it plays a huge role. It plays the most important role in how your body moves and, you know, what your metabolism is doing and how you sleep and where your stress is and, and what you hold on to or burn, you know? Um, and so 80, 20, it's 80% nutrition. 20% 20% gym work, oh. fitness, and that's not a, that's, <laughs> that's not a stretch not at all. Yeah, we're both that's not good. I mean, it's really yeah. not, you know, <laughs> so yeah, her, her, her being a nutritionist is, is that is the biggest role. People don't understand it. Right. Just like you said, you know, it kind of cancels each other out. And I, and I would look at clients a lo- for a long time when I was mostly just working in the gym and I had people come to me and that, you know, they, they were, they were making great progress in, in hitting goals. But the very first thing I would look at when somebody was, was kind of like hitting a plateau uh-huh. is like, what, what are you eating? And why are you eating it? Are you eating it because that's what you crave, because it's comfortable, because it's your family, whatever? Um, or are you eating that because that's what's going to make you run the best? Okay. You know, and, and so I think a lot of us, we tend to just kind of go for quick, simple, easy, or tasty, mm-hmm. you know, but we're really missing out on what our body needs in order to be able to produce the best strength, energy, stamina, mental clarity, um, all of those things. So, you know, you can't, you can't outrun, you know, what you're, what you're eating. You can maybe cancel it out, but even if you don't see it on the outside. So somebody, you know, you were talking <laughs> earlier about, you know, you would say you're an average shape sure. or condition. Sure. And that maybe be like what's on the outside, but how are things running on the inside? Who knows? And you don't know <laughs> that until you yeah. change those habits and, you know, create a balanced nutrition for you specifically. Mm-hmm. And then you go, wow, I feel really good. I didn't know that I didn't feel that great yeah, before. I, mean, I feel like just not eating crap, right? Like that's been my uh, diet plan with the whole like getting ready to do the train to hunt. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, 
I'm going to just stop eating crap and just eat stuff that's like good for me. But I don't know how much of what to eat sure. or when to do it. Sure. Or, you know, my nutrition, I feel like my nutrition's terrible. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's the only way to like get yourself to the next level. You could train it as is. hard as you want. Yeah. And, you know, like, just like we were saying about hunting, you know, you spend time training. It's, it's time sacrificed from something, you know, it's effort put in. It's not very many people wake up or get off work and just go like, I can't wait to go work out right now. You know, like, (laughs) I can't wait to suffer. It can absolutely, but it's become fun, but it's an effort and it's a, you know, it's a something you have to be dedicated in and I don't know why people can't have the mentality of, you know, I just put all that in, you know, I, I hit the gym, you know, four times this week. I don't want to go and undo it by, you know, throwing in the towel when it comes to diet or, you know, I look, you know, honestly, a lot of people that, that drink tons of beer or have tons of booze or, you know what I mean? Just like there's this area that they don't want to sacrifice. And so it kind of becomes like, I'll train a little bit harder so that I can still have these things. But I think the biggest, (laughs) and that's, that, you know, it is what it is. But I think the biggest question comes down to is what's more of a priority. Right. You know, do you want to eventually go out and outpack them? Mm -hmm. Because if you do, then you have to change things. Have to get rid of the beer. If you're okay with, you know, coming in behind them, keep having your beer, you know, and then just hit the three days a week in the gym. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it all depends and comes down to Mm -hmm. how bad do you really want to do it? And we're not Nazis. We're not saying, like, everybody out here, put that one beer down. Last night right? I had a salad and a piece of pizza. <laughs> you know, there's there's a it, little ebb and flow there. Yeah, it's See, that's just... that's balance for me. <laughs> right. Just balancing out the greens. One just outdoes yeah, the yeah, other. That's, that's yeah. I had, a, I had 12 cookies, but I ran four miles. So, <laughs> no. Um, you know, and, and so there's a, there's a truth, right? I don't care what anybody says. On, on, on all levels, every human being is competitive. Everyone has a competitive side, whether it's something you want to admit or not. It could be anything. It could be from the time we're kids, there's something that you're competing with somebody else that you choose at some point or another. A lot of people grow out of that or they say, I'm washed up or mm-hmm. I lived in Florida for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in that area of the nation, there's a lot of like the it's don't hate anybody in in georgia florida area but there's a lot of that old school the women stay home they raise the kids you know a large majority of them are 60 to 100 pounds overweight Mm -hmm. and it's okay because they don't have any of the the physical outside of the home aspect but they've got all the mental stress right they got the least amount of sleep they're dealing with the kids all the time that's a really really difficult job right oh well i've been at work being physical all day great you're burning stress yeah. Right. Yeah. As she's staying home with four or five down there, there's a lot of kids, right. <laughs> Cleaning the whole house, taking care of everything, doing all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And so it's like, you know, prior to that happening, she had a competitive side mm. and I don't care if you admit it or not. And, right? But you know what? You get those women back into a gym and in a group, you know, training atmosphere and you do a partner work with somebody. So you put these two women who may not even know each other in a group and you say, you guys are going to split 500 reps of this Hmm. i guarantee you neither one of those women want to not give a hundred percent because right next to him her is somebody right that's going to be putting in the effort too so there is a competitive side in everybody come alive yeah yeah absolutely i call that um in the in a previous podcast, like excellence exposes mediocrity, and that's pretty much what that right. is. People yeah. don't like being exposed. Yep. No, 
and uh, and I, I just love doing that because on on shooting with some really good guys, um, I, I love shooting my bow, but I love shooting around guys that kick my butt because they absolutely – first of all, I learn something. I get humble. And then I really pay attention of, well, why are they out shooting me here? And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what that is, is like you have right. to be willing to just like – I can't – well, first of all, I can't compare my beginning to your end. Or where you're at. Right. Because that's just not fair. That's the number one rule that we live by is really? stop comparing yourself to somebody else because right. there's only one you. You do it your way. Right. We might all have the same goal, but I'll pound up the mountain. We all want to get to the same thing, but we do it our own way. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I've trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a long time. It's something I really love. Um, I love the community. It's the same kind of community as the bowhunting community. Mm-hmm. Very caring, loving. Um, I always liked to, and I was very fortunate to surround myself with high-level guys and, and gals, mm-hmm. um, spending time in Brazil, training with the Gracies. And I always oh, wow. wanted to, yeah, I always wanted to train um, getting up to a purple belt under Helson Hoyler Gracie, right? Like learn it from the source. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to roll and grapple with these guys that were light years beyond me because mm-hmm. they're slow, they're very gentle, and they just wait for you to make a mistake. <laughs> and it's not an aggressive, right? If if you're a new white belt and we're grappling, you're going to bulldoze me into the ground and I'm going to have a bloody lip. And yeah. it's like, for what? you know? Mm-hmm. But that's where we all start. And if you're the guy that gets tapped out over and over and over and over and over and over and over, every time you either learn something or you get more stubborn, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm literally the one stripe white belt that gets <laughs> out over and over and over. Yeah. Oh, you're you're training jujitsu? Yeah. I, oh, I right started on. in uh, February. Sweet. Yeah. Perfect. I, I love get it, man. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and as you progress, so the one of the coolest things in your life will be when you get your blue belt. That'll be the most amazing. It's one of the biggest steps in jujitsu, which is crazy because it's at the at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's the biggest transition is getting your your blue belt because you've been that white belt for so long, and um, and it's the same thing. So you know, we tell people, and I don't know how many times this happened to you, but how many times I've been told, well, I need to get into to better shape before I hire you. What oh my gosh! The hell does that mean? All the time. What do you mean by that? Well, yeah. Do what does that mean? <laughs> I, yeah. I, well, okay. Well, why don't we talk first? <laughs> you know, um, like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go to a a, a tooth cleaning before I go see the hygienist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've all done that. We've all brushed. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that your gums are extremely swollen right now. Well, I don't know why, because I floss for an hour on the way over here. It's the only time I've done that this month. First time in a year. That's funny. Yeah, but that's the mentality that a lot of people have. You know, I have to be to a certain level before I can start. But it's like, then where do you start? So how do you get your mind right from there? So what if I'm somebody that's like, yeah, I know I need it, but. How do you get over that mentality? How do you get past that little barrier? You make a plan. Make a plan. You can't just wing it. You can't just wake up on a Tuesday and go, okay, what's today got? You know, mm-hmm. you need to know that going into Monday. This is what every single day looks like. Because if you're, if you can think about a lot of things, right? That's a dream. You put it on paper, it becomes a goal. And you ma- make action and you execute and that becomes where you are. Uh-huh. You get to make those steps. So I think above and beyond anything, you know, any kind of preparation per se as far as like physical stuff is that you have to make a plan a schedule Mm -hmm. um because the majority of time if people don't have that plan in place or an idea of the steps it's going to take to get where they want to go they they don't get there because a lot of times they never start because then it's wednesday and they're like well 
it's going to all start Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this whole, uh, you know, I'll Tomorrow. wait till Monday mentality or it's <laughs> Thursday. The weekend's going to be here. I'll fail. So I'm going to start on, you know, whatever. It's like, you have to know right now and you can't just keep saying, Oh, tomorrow or Monday or, you know, next month I'm going to start on the first, mm-hmm. you know, you can't do that because it never happens. So I've always encouraged everybody to, you know, like you said, you want to shoot with the best guys and gals that are shooting, right. That mm-hmm. are better than you. Well, why? Cause you want to be better. You mm-hmm. want to be inspired, right? You want to train with that, you know, blue belt or purple belt because sure. one, they're not going to smash your face into the ground. They're going to, they're going to teach you as they're allowing you to make mistakes, right? Yeah. And they're going to be humble about it most of the time. So I tell folks all the time, if you're having a hard one, you have to come up with a plan. Like Courtney said, that's beyond all, right? If you don't know how to come up with that plan, accept the fact that you don't know how to come up with a plan. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's humbling. It keeps you authentic and, and genuine. And I think if you can find that authentic part of yourself, you're going to be successful, yeah. right? Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, reach out to somebody. Mm-hmm. There You have, how many people did you, have you met at this shoot that you've seen on Instagram or Facebook yeah. that you, that you're inspired by, motivated by, they're, they're cool. They're making a change, a difference in yeah. this industry. And now you get to come chat with them, right? Because in the, in the morning, they get dressed the same way you do at night. They mm-hmm. hopefully brush their teeth and floss, right? Before yeah. they go to the dentist, the same way that you do. <laughs> Reach out to someone that's doing something and they're doing it well and say, hey, you know, I hope you don't mind. I'd like to, I think you inspire me. I'm motivated <laughs> by you and I'm, I'm at a sticking point. Mm-hmm. Here's what I do. Here's what I want to do. And it might not be like, hey, uh, Jason Phelps, you're an awesome elk caller. You're mm-hmm. an awesome hunter. You've got a great business mind. I want to know how to sprint faster. It's <laughs> not that, but it's like, hey, you've perfected what you do. Mm-hmm. So you must have a set of rules and standards that you live by. I'm in a rut. Mm-hmm. Reach out, right? And say, hey, I, I just need a little bump. What, what should I do? What's my mindset? How do I come up with this plan? Yeah, you know? advice, encouragement, you know, right. surround yeah. yourself with with you know, what you are inspired by in, in, a, in a very healthy way. And what do they say? Like you are the sum of the five people yeah. that you surround yourself yeah. with. So, you yeah. know, the community that, that is around you, whether it's direct or indirect, you know, whether that's inputs from social media or the friends that you go out and have dinner with or, you know, any of your hunting buddies, like those people should inspire you. And, and they can be in all in very different and individual ways, but... It, for me personally, if I'm not surrounding myself or, or having inputs where I can learn and I can, you know, even if it's just in the most random areas, like I need to have that continual mindset of, of learning something new or, or, you know, having growth, you know, because I think a lot of us will stand in our own way. You know, there's a couple things that I, I've been thinking about as we've been talking about this. One was when we were talking about nutrition, Uh um, one, I have to say that I'm one of the luckiest guys alive because I get to live with, you know, an amazing, progressive, um, outside-of-the-box nutritionist, right? Mm -hmm. My hunting partner, my best friend, obviously the love of my life, but um, a motivator. So I've had my injury. I'm 38 years old. You know, I've had my injuries and my setbacks and my start overs. And it's like, man, today's brutal. I know if I go and run or if I get on that treadmill or something, I know what's going to, what's going to hurt. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, (laughs) I know right now your hip and your shoulder and your this and your that and the other is going on, but I need you to help me for today. Right. I need Mm -hmm. you to get me out of this hole, this out of this box, whatever it is. 
with the new getting back to the nutrition thing when i first started in the the fitness industry in the 2000 or 2001 whatever i watched this study and it was um a guy that got me into the the industry said there's a study that these swiss german um scientists have been doing and Mm -hmm. it's a 60 day um, scientific study and they took people that had um average above average and excellent um nutritional and eating habits mm-hmm. and they is a is a memory test and basically what they did is they had this cityscape and it was the exact same cityscape pictures in black and white and it was just a hand drawn really really high end artist obviously huh. really fine detailed and it was just like of 3 or 400 buildings and there was some birds and but it was all black and white and so you had a minute to memorize as much on that picture as possible. And so every five days, and they, they put you on a strict diet. They changed your diet. And so you had a controlled group, a semi-controlled group, and a non-controlled group. And the controlled group was, this is when you're waking up. This is when you're going to sleep. This is how much water you're <laughs> extremely controlled, right? Um, and then you had the semi-controlled where it was like, here's an idea of what you should do. <laughs> You know, this is what you weigh. This is how much water you should be drinking uh-huh. per day. And roughly try to eat a few of these things a week, mm-hmm. right? But they didn't have any kind of prior education of it. And then you had like, hey, man, keep keep winging it. You're doing great. <laughs> you know, just, just drink and eat, you know, whatever. And so they found that in those 60 days, just by changing their diet and nutritional intake, how they sleep, how much food or how much water they drink, the... Um, adherence and the adaptability of their memory to, to remember an astronomical amount of detail over those 60 days was like, I really? mean, that controlled group was like 170% more than even the semi-controlled group. So it's just dialing in and you think of you've got all these, these organs that require energy and calories when you sleep you're not even moving you're sleeping but you're respirating your heart's beating it's you're pumping blood it's we're this machine right so even when your car's at idle it's burning gas not a lot yeah but the clock is ticking before it blows up right it's gonna blow up it's gonna blow up these chairs we're sitting on it might take a hundred years sitting on not moving out of the the, but they're going to break Mm -hmm. right if we're jumping and moving around on them that time is going to shorten so basically that whole idea was even if you're not exercising, you're fueling your body to not be full of inflammation, to not be closing the arteries with fat, saturated fats and all this crazy stuff, right? Um, and destroying your liver, which is your number one filtration system with booze or with crazy sugars in your pancreas and all this kind of stuff. Your brain functions better. Now you're this more economic machine. You're efficient, right? Mm-hmm which gets you up to Bigfoot faster. So getting to that 80-20, people freak out. That's the biggest thing when you tell them, well, you know, this is, what do you think I should do with my diet? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Well, I heard that. Well, great. How's that working for you? Yeah. It's black and white, you know. Um, so I, I tell anybody, it's one thing to go and walk on a treadmill. It's another thing to go out on a hike. Um, if you're eating bagels for your first meal at 10 in the morning, you wake up at six, mm-hmm. you're going to bed at midnight and your last meal is about 10:30, and it's a bunch of potatoes and maybe some gravy. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's not what your body wants. Hmm. You'll adapt to it. Yeah. It'll taste good, you know, but it's not what's going to make you efficient. So sorting that out, 
getting that in just a, a, a little bit more controlled environment and then going, okay, now your body needs this as mm -hmm. far as movement, resistance, that kind of stuff. Um, it's a labyrinth, man. It's a maze. And if you've studied long enough and uh, you do the math, you, you know what works. With that said, everybody's body works differently. Mm -hmm. So like your friends with all these you know, stamina in their legs and strength and all this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. you may be working out or exercising, moving your body in a certain way. That's not what your body needs to be efficient at that movement. Okay. And that could be heavily based on your nutrition. You may Sounds not, like it is. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm starting to have some realizations yeah. here. <laughs> well, you got me at the uh, at the brain function because I'm so spacey and don't remember. Yeah, he's shaking his head. He's hanging if out you, for two days. If you've ever had those <laughs> moments where you're, like, trying to think of something or you go to spit out, just like we did earlier, right? Oh, you my know? gosh. Like, yeah, we're like, we're not <laughs> going to oh do our, this our, podcast. Like, yeah. word vomit like the word vomits. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, think about how much we slept last night. Yeah, you know, that's a good and point. all of those things play play such a role. You're and, and man, your stress level is another one. You could you could be eating pretty good, you know, relatively clean diet. You could be getting enough sleep. You could be you know not over exercising and but you know training. And you have a high input of stress, and your energy production, your metabolism, your adrenal, everything is so thrown off. Like. Hmm people can physically feel the difference and you know everything else is on par but that stress level is too high and it it, it taps you out it's a silent killer. it really does mm. yeah it's yeah. probably that slice of pizza <sighs> i wish yep. i could blame it on one thing <laughs> and it just so happens that physical exertion is one of the only scientifically 100 percent proven ways to burn stress hormone really i did have a nurse's assistant one time who hired me for a day before she quit <laughs> Um, tell me that, well, you can meditate. I'm like, well. cool, can you teach me how to meditate? And she said, no, I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, where did you learn that from then? The truth is that people are so much more willing to tax themselves physically than they are emotionally. And the, the vast majority of us have an emotional connection with food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pizza. So you... So you ask somebody, <laughs> I should have never admitted the salad and pizza thing. Um, it was good pizza, We're going to hold that. No, I, hold I, it was good. I grew up You'll on You'll get on a C out of me every I'm time. But it's really hard for people <laughs> to give those things up. You know, they'd rather go, man, I'll go and I'll put in the hard work or the hard miles, but yeah. don't ask me to give up, you know, my comfort. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a tough one. That, that right there exposes the heck out of me because I'm like, yeah, I eat Taco Bell like four times a week because I'm always busy driving around in my truck i don't bring a lunch with me because i'm not a pre-planner and it's like man taco bell little caesars taco bell little caesars yeah but one of those two pretty much almost I'm like my diet is not good but then when i eat dinner i'm doing good things for for my wife for dinner because she does the keto diet mm -hmm. been on it since october and she's doing so amazing like awesome she, i i think i scared her into doing good because i'm like you know if you cheat with that diet you're yeah. not gonna like what happens right and so she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I'll cook for you. I will plan your meals. Like I, I cook, you know, a half a tray of chicken so she can have it for, throughout the day and everything. Like we plan out her whole thing. So here's a question. Isn't that funny? Why don't yeah. you do that for yourself? Because I don't know. You're, you're <laughs> so you're already putting in the time. See how it all comes yeah. back. It always comes yeah. back. You know, it's the, the like time's already there. You're already planning for her. You're being her encouragement, which is awesome, by the way. Thank you for doing that because yeah, that's really, really vital. Yeah. But why not do that for yourself as I well? You the, uh, owe her that too, right? I like the pizza thing too. Yep. I don't know. Like you really nailed it with me there, because uh, 
man, I, I mean, pizza's a good time. It was birthday parties. <laughs> you know, it was you won your baseball game. You got your butt, you, you got your butt kicked. Oh, let's go make it better with pizza. You know, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and then Taco Bell is just a – I, I uh, drink Kickstarts. You guys know what those are? It's uh-uh. an energy drink. I probably shouldn't. You like carbohydrates and sugar. I so give a I kid, did. give an eight-year-old child <laughs> something very sugary yeah. four days a week. Yeah. And on the fifth day, do not allow them to have that and watch what happens. Really? <laughs> they crave it. You I need it. You chase it. Yeah, you try to charge you, right? I go without it. I get the caffeine yeah. withdrawals. Oh, the and sugar that, withdrawals are so bad. That is the most – that's the thing that's going to make me switch is the ca- caffeine withdrawals because I hate depending on things. Yeah, absolutely. I try and keep my bow sight set up. I don't have – you know, well, we can't have electronics on here in Oregon, but I get away from all that stuff. I want to have a simple setup. Less is simple, and, and a lot of times it's more efficient for me. And those caffeine withdrawals, really, that's like an eye-opening thing for me. It's like, man, yeah. I really depend on It's a good time things. to check back in and go, okay, what am I doing? Exactly. And if I'm feeling this, you know, just on, on this level, what is my body? Wh- what are those feelings coming from? Yeah. You know, that's so. really important to look and at. Sooner or later, you're going to burn your adrenal system out, and then all of a sudden, you don't have emotions. And, and things don't get yeah. you excited anymore. And that fight-or-flight response doesn't happen. You're just kind of... Right. And you're tired all the time. Yeah. And, you know, then you start valleys and come in. I'm steady. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I practice all year for this. Yeah. yeah. Drinking kickstarts. Yeah. So, um, do you guys have a certain? They said you touched on it earlier for diet systems. Like, where's you? Where are you guys at with the keto diet? There's a lot of different mixes out there for opinions. We love the keto diet. Love it. Yeah. My doctor told me no. And yeah. a lot of doctors will, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Doctors don't have. Uh, the a newest ver- info and stuff, or what? Um, well, doctors go to school for medicine. Uh-huh. Doctors, you know, uh, get kickbacks from pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hate to say it, but doctors don't get paid for people to be well. That's a good point. They get it's paid when people yeah. have chronic illness or autoimmune conditions, or they they have migraines all the time, or they're um, overweight and need surgery. I mean, there's just so many. Doctors don't have, and this is this is my honest opinion, mm-hmm. they don't always have their patient's truest, best interest in mind. Because that's their job. Their job is to take care of sick people. And I'm sorry if that offends somebody, but that is my belief. I've, t- I've trained a lot of physicians, been fortunate and misfortunate both, right? But yeah. 95% of the experiences were great. And I would probably say 90% of those will tell you they had less than two months of nutritional and, and that's true. schooling. Really? Yep. Yeah. So in, they don't in 10 years in school, 12 years in school, yep. two weeks, two months, come on. You yeah. know? So yeah. like, but like Courtney said, and most people are afraid to say it. The medical, fis- the, the medical community is around for sick and injured right? Sooner or later, someone's going to get sick and injured. Mm-hmm. Courtney didn't get to go and spend this lovely time in the hospital getting a surgery because she was perfectly healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it was, uh, you know, there are conditions outside of your control. It's a, it's a slip. It's a fall. It's a broken arm. It's a whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was an, another, another, I love data. I'm a data nerd. I love studies. Mm-hmm. I like science. I don't like general opinion. Mm-hmm. If you told me these these podcast headphones, in your opinion, were the best. Well, I've you've gained yeah. value in my mind just knowing you the, the today, mm-hmm. right? Because you seem like someone who is inside of the realm of genius. They know their stuff and isn't, like we were talking earlier, going to act like they know what they don't know, mm-hmm. right? So there was a, a study, a 30-year study in the Arctic Circle, mm-hmm. and it was um, 
Alaskan Inuit people. Okay. They live out in the most remote parts that you could ever imagine. All their food or all their supplies are, are planed in, right? So over this 30-year period, they have a 95% fat diet right. because they are able to kill so many whales per year, so many seals per mm-hmm. year. Um, and then they, what they do is they actually cure that fatty blubber over the next several years, and that's their diet. Never once in that 30-year study was there Lou Gehrig's. Never once was there any form, any form of cancer, okay? Now, you take any population anywhere in the world and say there's a 0% history of cancer. It doesn't exist, right? There's no Parkinson's. There's no autoimmune disease. There's no birth defects or deformities. Now, tell me. You know what they die of? Alcoholism and depression. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. And that's, and that's all it is, right? And it's because that outside world, here's this. Yeah. Here's something for peaks and valleys, right? Yeah. And it's so cold and it's so dark and it's so gray 300 days a year. There's no, there's, there's no vitamin D. There's no happy. There's no, right? So you find a chemical to, to create that. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's, an, it's an age-old diet. It's around for a reason. People get the keto flu, right? Because they have carbohydrate withdrawals. Carbohydrates are sugar. You eat a bagel, it turns into sugar in your bloodstream like mm-hmm. that. Really? That's why it feels good and it's fun. And then when it, then it goes away. Tired and yeah. yeah. The right? naps at 2 o'clock. Or the yeah. yeah. That's right. Eat. Yeah. I think the keto diet has a few really good things going, well, lots of really good things going for it. But, you know, cutting out those carbohydrates, you know, primarily getting everything from, you know, leafy greens and and vegetables. Um, But two, we live in a society where there's freaking protein in everything, you know, get protein this and protein that. And our bodies don't need that much protein. We need a certain amount. Sure. But, you know, most people are, are way over, you know, indulging in protein and on the ketogenic diet, you it's, it's a moderate protein. You know, you're, you're actually calculating the, the protein need you need for your lean body mass, not your total body mass, which is a lot of people's, you know, conception. And, and so I think that's another really good point is that we're not over proteining, proteining. Hey, leave, it's, leave it's, that on there. That makes me feel really smart. If you um, own it and act like it's real, then it's go. real. Just um, it. <laughs> you know, because if you get too much protein in your diet, it also turns to sugar. Hmm. You know, so I, 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 I think, that. yeah, I think the ketogenic diet is, is on point, but like you said, when you kind of like scared your wife into it, <laughs> um, you need to do it the right way. Huh. You right. know, you need to do it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Otherwise all you're getting is, is a high fat diet, you know, and, the, and, and now your body's struggling to figure out how yeah. to, how to process it. She, she gets the, uh, a lot of the avocados and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, I'm not sure. Cause I, you know, we do a lot of like shrimp, lobster, steak whatever I have in the fridge from hunting season and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So she's, I mean, she, she, she knows better than I do what she does. And she's d- dug into it. I'm just scratching the surface with the keto diet yeah. knowledge on my part, but I, I can explain it efficiently. So somebody understands what it is, but, um, and I was on it for five days and my doctor's like, you're an idiot. Get off that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And what was his explanation? Did he have one? Uh, you're going to ruin your, uh, li- liver or kidney or, uh, something to do with your kidney or liver, or your organ or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, well, not if you do it by you know, filtering that much fat. Yeah. Not yeah. if you do it responsibly, you know? Yeah. That, that, that is a possibility if you're an idiot, I guess. Like there's certain things you can do 
everything in moderation, you know, you're gonna not you're gonna stay out of trouble pretty much. Mm-hmm. You drink in moderation, you're not probably gonna become an alcoholic. Right. So and I disagree with her on the point, but at the same time, I was feeling like poop, and so I, you know, I was just like, all right, whatever, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try it, and you know. I yeah. don't think that was it, obviously. But you should do that test and find something with a lot of detail, and study it for a minute. I would and then let to. your wife study it for a minute. Yeah. And in ten days, see who can remember more details. Yeah. Now I will say this: women tend well, to be more <laughs> detail oriented, <laughs> which we talked I, about I earlier, right? Even right? If I did, yeah, we did improve, I would still lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and, and it's it's again like everything else we said. It's specific. Yeah. If you don't drink enough water and someone tells you to drink too much water, you can drink too much water and die. You can die from drinking too much Internal, water. Right. Uh, what's that called? Internal Hypo drowning? Tr- tr- uh, Over-proteining. Over- Over-watering. <laughs> <Shut Yeah>. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Whatever. No, but and there's actually now, there's <laughs> cases where they're linking over-proteining to cancer. Protein is now a verb. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. God, yes. you guys. All right, I'm about out of here. Uh, <laughs> awfully proteined. Right yeah, protein, you know, <laughs> and if you look weird. at the 25 year old male who goes to the gym six days a week, he's probably taking 50 grams of protein per serving because that's what GNC said to do <laughs> of the ripped 55 year old guy, you know, mm. who's been running ultra marathons and, and not over proteining his whole life. It's just a marketing <laughs> thing. Right. Uh-huh. So oh um, boy. there's like I said, there's it's moderation. It's all <laughs> individual. Right. <laughs> Um, oh, I feel so loved right now. It's, hey, I like it. I'm not, I'm never going to stop it, actually. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's going to grow legs. That says pizza and proteining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> proteining and bow Shut up, I'm proteining. <laughs> <laughs> Lay off me, I'm proteining. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, I personally want to get more information. And Kim's been talking about trying to get a girl trainer that, that pushes her but doesn't piss her off, kind of that same. Because she's... She's not. She's competitive, but she doesn't have that that competitive mentality where she grew up playing sports. She she competed with horses a little bit, but that's she's she's. Um, Did I, she ever beat the horses? I don't think she ever beat. No, him. that'd yeah. be tough. The horses always won, except maybe like f- <laughs> um, shuffling cards or something. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, but Anything it requiring. sounds like you guys might be a good fit for for what you guys have to offer. And, and I, I, you guys expose the crap out of me in this podcast. I need to work on my diet, obviously. And then obviously learn more about what my body needs functionally, how, how I operate and stuff. Yeah. I really like that. Like the dynamics of how your body actually uses your muscles because everybody's different and stuff. It's, it's yeah. very true. It Do just, one thing at a time. Yeah. Don't change a hundred variables because then what happens? You know, yeah. you're shooting high and left. Exactly. I'm going to move everything and I'm going to shoot a different yeah. release and right. Yep. I'm, I'm, I know I'm kind of an over, I'm going to give you something back here. Analogist. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, Thanks. You give it and you take it away. So I over I, I, I like to use analogies because it's easy for my simple little pea brain to say, mm-hmm. oh, I know how to to relate that, right? Don't if you and so with my clients, if if we're working and someone says, uh, it's a forty five year old woman, mother of three, um, successful, happy marriage, low stress, I want to get in better shape, I want to get stronger, faster, and I want to be more lean. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Well, let's handle one of those things. Mm-hmm. Well, I want you to tell me about my dad. I want you to, this is the first day that you drove to the gym. You, you've changed 20 habits that you haven't even thought about to make it here. You don't drive down those roads. You didn't right. pre-pack your lunch for the last 15 years like you did today. You put your kids somewhere else. They didn't go usually in the morning. You, right? The routine's different. 
Did you take a shower before you come? Or do you usually shower when you don't? You know, there's all these different things. So now if I said, okay, the most dynamic part of your life, nutrition, what we eat, what keeps us alive, what yeah. keeps us thinking, change a hundred things with that. What's the retention rate going to be? <laughs> Zero, right? right. And it's people don't want to stay committed to that. No way. They're like, they, man, they this won't. is uncomfortable from every angle and I don't like it. Yeah. I want to, yeah. you know, so they jump ship. Do these small goals, small goals to, to bigger goals. Get, you know, get coaching from somebody, whether it's us or somebody else mm -hmm. to say, hey, those guys have done it. They're not just somebody who wants to be insta famous mm -hmm. and watched did a weekend seminar in austin texas on how to be a fitness trainer now they're certified whatever right, right. i printed out the, this label and i show it to everybody listen to what i'm saying find somebody who has applied it in their own life mm -hmm. who walks the walk talks the talk mm -hmm. and can share with you in the way that works best for you mm -hmm. right and who connects with you the best because at the end of the day if if our clients don't get exactly what they need and more out of us more value mm -hmm. than what they're investing in everybody loses yeah. right hmm. you know you, you, everybody loses so you have to you have to get the value that you need and create value in the process that Courtney's going to give her to make her want to get up and do it because the first week too isn't going to be fun doesn't mean it's going to be hard, but right. it's not going to be fun. It's going to be different. It's going to be uncomfortable. I might have to go to the gym. Someone's looking at me. We might go hiking on a trail and, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. take, every, take one day at a time. Don't change 100 things at once and don't allow yourself to be overloaded. And when you have a victory, celebrate it. Hmm. Not with, like, cake and booze <laughs> and stuff, but celebrate those little victories. <laughs> yeah. Pizza and proteining. I will, <laughs> and over proteining, yeah. Hey, pepperoni pizza has protein in it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, well, I've, I've learned a ton in this podcast, and I think that you'll be hearing from me and Kim here uh, cool, man. shortly. Awesome. So you guys are based out of Eugene. How can people get a hold of you guys? You can find us on uh, Instagram, Elevation Fitness Training. Um, our personal pages, mine is Her Outdoor Journey. <laughs> um, Stevens is HuntFit underscore 08. Okay. Uh, we also have a website, uh, Elevation elevationfitnesstraining.com mm -hmm. um, and on there there's an area where you can you know send us a, a message um, a comment reach out with a question you know I get back to I would say 99.8% of you know the people that reach out that have questions or comments or whatever so mm -hmm. those other know, point two sorry yeah just <laughs> those are just the weirdos That's right yeah. Um, but yeah reach out let us know if you have a question or you know want to talk about training or nutrition you know obviously it's something that we're very passionate about and mm -hmm. and uh, you know more than just helping people with short-term goals which is really fun we're trying to help you know reprogram and build you know healthy lifestyles and something that people can maintain for for the long that. haul I'm glad it's you changing that. habits right yeah because if you take someone that's been doing something the same way for 30 years and then you say, here's your end goal. Here's the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. But we're not going to change what you do every day to get there. We just want you to think about it. You know, <laughs> you have to change those yeah, habits. Just meditate, yeah. Yeah. just meditate and burn that stress. <laughs> yeah. That's you know? the thing. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, with the keto thing, especially, you know, they meet that goal. A lot of the people that do it, you know, they'll lose the weight, they'll meet that goal, and then they're like, done. And then all that weight's back. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so you should look at these things if you're doing this from – and I, it's funny that I'm giving advice, but uh, that if you're going to do these kind of things, make it a lifestyle change. Don't make it a short-term yeah. goal, you know, because you're just going to end up 
back in the same place again or worse or right. worse yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I, and i think to speak on that too one of the most important things that we have conversations with our people all the time mm-hmm. um is if you don't have support inside of your relationship or household it's going to be so difficult yeah right if you if you want to become fit in whatever um you know, relative term that means to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to be better at hiking. You want to be better at A, B and C. And your wife's like, that's stupid. <laughs> that's not going to go. You're going to have a really hard time being successful and or happy right. with where you are. You, you wanna, know what I mean? You want to stop eating sweets and she's pounding a blizzard every night before <laughs> you guys go to bed. That's it's temptation. You yeah. know what I mean? So having that support, and a lot of times I've sat down with couples. I mean, couples that are in their 50s and been married for 20 years and mm-hmm. said, here's the deal. Your wife wants, and, and unfortunately, fellas, it's typically the women that are getting after and wanting to do it. And it's the men that are like, well, it's this little workout thing you're doing with that trainer <laughs> guy. It's like, why don't you, and I don't, I don't meet them with resistance. I tell them, sir, why don't you come in and exercise with us sometimes? Yeah. yeah and their wife kicks doing. their ass. Right. Yeah. And she outworks him into the dirt. And now all of a sudden, either awesome. two things will happen. One, he'll, he'll pull a hammy, right. Which doesn't <laughs> happen. Or he's humbled and he's like, wait a second. There's something to this. Let me support. How can I support you? Yeah. And that also comes with a little coaching too. Hey, you love your wife. You married her for a reason. You guys have this, that, and the other. You have a good relationship. She really needs you to support her. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, she's coming in here. She's being vulnerable. She's she's working her butt off. And she's doing it for herself, but she's doing it for you too. And you're going to benefit from this. She's going to be happy. She's going to love you better. She's going to look beautiful, right? Um, and it's you, you guys' relationship is going to be built up and you're going to gain from this. So support her. Because if not, it's, I mean, it's such a... Right. I can't say that it would even be a 10% success rate. Y- you have to have the support, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I'm glad you guys brought that up. So, well, I I really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. I I really was looking forward to learning more about you guys cuz it's really it's just I know you guys from Instagram. That's about it. <laughs> so. Awesome. Well, we're glad to be here and, and to get made of fun of on yeah. a podcast. It's super right. fun. Yeah. So, well, we'll have to do this some other time again. And I'm like I said, you guys are going to be hearing from me. So awesome. awesome. Uh, thanks Sounds for coming good. on the show, yeah, guys. Man. Thank you. Uh, All right. Thank you. All right. See ya. Well, guys, that is the podcast. Thank you, Steve, Courtney, and Royce for all coming on to the show. I appreciate it. You guys were all awesome and gave some great knowledge. And uh, I want to take this chance to announce the winner. Um, I was supposed to do it for the Corey Jacobson episode, but our schedules um, just really haven't mixed good enough to actually put it together yet. So um, he is still planning on coming on the podcast to the best of my knowledge. But um, I I promised you guys a giveaway this episode, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. I think there was like a 1 in 10 chance of winning. um, But the one that uh, got selected was Spud Hunter. And he's actually the one last one that left a review uh, but I just found it this morning is what he said. I listened to them all. So I think he listened to all the three at the podcast at that point in one day. Said uh, he's having a great time listening to them. Loves hearing about the stories. Keep up the good work. So uh, that Spud Hunter is a uh, winning ticket for you, my friend. So you just want a single state membership for the Onyx Maps. Please send me your info. DM me. Whatever it has to do, you can email me. Um, at uh, g or garrettweaverhunts at gmail.com anybody can email me there uh, but send me your contact information and i will ship you that um, that card for one year membership so uh, thanks for everybody for for listening to the podcast and just so you guys know i do have shirts um, the way that we're doing it right now i have one link 
per the, each shirt that I have for sale. And uh, if you want to go on there and support the podcast, I will be coming out with shirts that actually have the logo on them. But I uh, have these stick with it shirts. I really like them. They were pretty popular at the, at the Northwest Mountain Challenge. But I didn't have any inventory on stock. I just I just had displays and people had to go buy them online. So, um, you know, we're doing what we can with what we got. And uh, here shortly we'll hopefully have some inventory where I can start giving some shirts away to the listeners as well. So um, thanks for supporting the podcast, guys. All the information, all the links to the shirts, to Elevation Fitness to everything will be in the show notes and i appreciate you guys for listening to this one and i'll see you on the next one bye